pumped to talk to the boss of the Denver Nuggets with the season wrapping up over the weekend, and we look ahead into the offseason. We're talking to Tim Conley. Um, Tim, first of all, thank you for joining us this morning. I just want to start here. You know, for us, it was so fun watching this run in the playoffs and coming back from 3-1, but the amount of roller coasters, and I know that Mosier couldn't handle the emotion. I couldn't handle it. We're all like, our, our hearts are pounding out of our chests in the middle of these games. What was it like for you now that you can look back and really kind of reminisce on it? Pretty much the same. There was a lot, um, the games were wild, obviously coming back from 3-1 twice. First time that ever happened. You couple that with the bizarrety of living in a bubble and being away from um, your family. So it, it was a heck of an experience. Uh, the basketball was fantastic. I'm really proud of our guys. Um, but it, it was one that I hope we don't have to replicate in terms of being away for so long. And unbelievably proud of um, our team. And, and it was one of those things that we'll look back from several years from now and have a lot of stories about. I'm so happy that you uh... – <laughs> Got to see your family again, and I'm sure they grew since you last saw them and you got back in town and you drove your kids to school. Did you remember how to drive a car, Tim, after 83 days? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not making this up. My first time driving, my wife was like, she really said, are you still in the bubble? You're driving like a, a maniac. <laughs> and I told her, I, I haven't had an accent since I met her, and she goes, you just cheat yourself, you're going to have an accent now. So my, my driving skills were not that great initially. <laughs> You know, uh, Tim Conley with us here again, Nuggets boss. And, uh, you know, looking back, I think the biggest shock of all of this is you watch what the Nuggets did. But most of all, how about the emergence of Jamal Murray? I I mean, we all kind of knew that he had this level of game. It was a matter of putting consistency together. How big is that for you as you guys move to the offseason, knowing that he he took a next step in the two months in the bubble? He took a next step from guy who was a good piece of this team to a star piece of this team. We were so proud of Jamal. You know, we all thought he had another gear. Um, I joke with him as much as we all believed him. I don't know any of us thought he'd have two 50-point game in a playoff series. Um, but he, he was a guy that was working like crazy during our hiatus. And we thought he was going to play well because you saw him in the gym all the time. Um, he he kind of changed his body. Around his age, you see guys become a little more cognizant of what they look like physically. So I think he's really bought into how important his body is. Um, then to see him put it all together at such a high level and against studs, against Donovan Mitchell, against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, against LeBron James. So he, he was he was uh, fantastic, and it certainly makes our future that much brighter. Let me jump in. Okay, go ahead, Vic. Go ahead. How hurt was he, Jamal, in that last game? And would he have been able to play if it were just a regular season game? Probably not. You know, he had a bunch of things that we'd have, we would have sat him down if it was a regular season game. Um, you know, he's such a tough-minded kid, but he he had a you know, he had a, a sore knee. His foot was bothering him. Um, he had a hamstring. He, he looked like a you know a running back in week 15. He was really beat up. Um, so he he was not going to allow himself to be taken out. Um, when he got that hard on the Clippers series, we were sitting there back with the doctors, and the doc says, I don't know what's wrong with him, but I, I'm certain this kid's not going to be taken out of the game. So I think that's the mentality he has, and he's one of the tougher kids, uh, tougher uh, players I've been around. And no matter how banged up he was, he wasn't going to miss a game in the playoffs. Tim, your team right now, as we look at it, 
is a far different team, I think, than the one that went into the bubble in terms of growth, in terms of knowledge that you have gained, knowledge that these guys have gained about each other and, and about themselves. I, I, if anything, this was an, an unbelievably good experience to find out what you really got now and guys that you really can count on and what you need going forward. Did this whole experience solidify a lot of things in your brain as to where you want to go this off season to make this Nuggets team as good as it can be? Yeah, absolutely. I think it. we had our fingers crossed that our young core could compete with anybody, and I think that's been proven. Um, so another 19 games of playoff experience, 82 games, 83 days of being around each other and not leaving there hating each other, which is pretty impressive. Um, so I, I think – all in all, while it was, again, unique and something that was pretty challenging on a personal level from a basketball perspective, it allowed us to kind of have a crystal clear vision of who we are and who we're going to be in the years going forward. Timmy, when you do that well in the regular season and in the playoff season, the free agency season, the off season, then becomes a topic of conversation. And that's a good thing. When, when fans now look at your off season as a source of news, that's awesome. That means you've arrived. When does free agency start now that everything's crazy? When, when is that window? I'm not even sure. I know the draft's been pushed back November 18th. I assume the following week. Uh, it's such a fluid environment with, uh, with COVID and the league schedule operating in a way it's never operated. So our, our assumption we're working under is after the draft, we'll have free agency. And you know, hopefully um, you know, by the early December, we'll have a, a very – clear idea of what our team looks like and we can start whenever they tell us to start um i'll ask you about particular players and again i know a lot of this is is going to be done behind closed quarters so just tell me to buzz off if you don't want to answer but i have to ask so jeremy grant (laughs) jeremy grant has to be number one on your radar what what he did in that postseason run particularly the the lakers series some of the performances he put up uh that kid did himself a lot of favors he he has got to be a guy that you want back on your team correct yeah, most importantly, we want him back and he wants to be back. So I, I, we're extremely confident that'll get done as soon as it can get done. We've had great conversations throughout the year about his acclimation to a new team, new organization, and how he's going to be a long-term piece. Um, it, it was talk about being uh, given tough tasks. The guys he had to guard and the uniqueness of their game, you know, the speed of Donovan, the uh, the efficiency of Kawhi, the you know, the physicality of LeBron, he, he guarded all those guys. Um, so really proud of him. I think he's uh, a huge part of what we accomplished this year, and he'll be even a bigger part moving forward. What is your conversation going to be with Paul Millsap moving forward? Uh, Paul's the best. We talked the night we lost, how how far we've came from that night we met at a, a steakhouse in Atlanta, you know, trying to spell out this crazy vision of how he can help us become a, a winning team, a viable team, and, you know, three years later, I don't think we could have asked for anything more in, in terms of where we are. And, and he taught us so much about winning and how to get to this point. Um, I thought that series completely changed against the Clippers when he got into his, his thing with uh, Marcus Morris. So mm-hmm. I think our, our team took on his toughness both mentally and physically. And um, Again, looking back that day we signed him a couple of Julys ago, this is exactly where we wanted to be. Yeah, forget numbers with Paul, but can you see an opportunity where he finds a spot on this roster? I mean, does he want to be here? Do you want him here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's 
I would love to see Paul retire in a Nuggets jersey. Uh, Again, free agency, he's earned the right to uh, be free. He's he's given everything he possibly could in the last three years. Uh, The team's success is not what it is without him. Um, So what he's brought to this team and this city has been uh, pretty special. You know, and on top of that, you look at guys currently on this roster right now. We saw Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes go up, 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 up as the the season went on. Uh, do you guys do you think you're in a place right now? And I know you don't you don't do the minutes. That's Malone's job. But do you think you're in a place right now where Michael Porter Jr. becomes somebody who is a stalwart in the starting lineup heading into next year? And I know there's a whole bunch of things to figure out in the off season. But do you, do you see that as as a possibility going into next year? Yeah, I leave all that stuff up to Mo. Certainly. Really proud of Michael. He, he's proven that he could do it at the on the biggest stage. Um, talk about a whirlwind couple of years where he was only playing two college games and playing while hurt. Uh, fast forward two years later, and he's playing huge minutes in the Western Conference Finals. So, um, who starts? Who? How many minutes? That's all up to the coaches. I have too much respect to those guys to to inject my opinion too loudly there. But um, he's a guy that's part of our core and hugely important. Um, I, I think we're going to see him shot out of a cannon next season. You know, Tim, but before we let you go, as Vic said when we started this thing, and, and Brett said it too, the emotions, man, they just were up and down and all over, but it was it was awesome. I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know that I've been this excited about Nuggets basketball in a long, long time. That being said, it's not going to get any easier next year and beyond. You guys are in a pretty darn good position so, I guess how how do what what is your overall philosophy going into this off season? Saying okay, our window is now open. Let's go get it. I think our whole goal was to build a team that could enjoy sustained success. And I think the last couple of years, hopefully, is an indicator that we can be that team. I think we're going to talk about winning it all. I don't think there's a magic formula. I think you got to make yourself. Um, think that you could be a Final Four team. A home court playoff team is number one. And then I, I think when you get to the playoffs, so much is matchups and injuries. So I, don't, I don't have some magic formula for winning it all. I've never been in the finals. I won a championship, so it would be disingenuous for me to tell you that sitting on my desk right now I have a 10-page outline of how we're going to win it all. But I do think we have, um, we have the cultural fabric and the talent to be a team that's in the mix every year. And I think that's all you can ask. Um, when you look at how much Nicola and Jamal have won at such a young age, it's hard not to be encouraged and hard not to feel pretty good about our chances. So, Tim, lastly, just sort of go off what Mo said. Is there anything you think you need? Do you need a more intimidating presence? Do you need another shooter? Do you need a certain position? Or do you have everything you need right here? I think you always want more. Do I think, you know, we could have certainly used a healthy Will Barton. That would have been impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we've had most success with continuity and internal improvement, but we're always looking to improve. I, I think it's – I wouldn't even say positioning or skill set. Mo and I have talked about this quite a bit. I, I think studied uh, a lot of these teams that have made the jump from good to, to championship-level teams, even if they haven't won it, teams that play in the finals. It seems to me the two defining characteristics are toughness and IQ. So I think – as we look to add or internally develop, our guys got to be tough. They got to be smart. Because I don't think you'll win at the level that we want to win at without those two characteristics. And so I think that's 
kind of a philosophy that will govern a lot of our thinking more so than we need this, we need that. Um, now, certainly, um, if you're going to have to buttress that with the high-level basketball skills, but I do think where we are right now, those things are so, so, so important. Tim, on uh, behalf of every Nuggets fan, behalf of every sports fan in Denver, I want to say thank you for the ride, bro. It was a ride. It was fun. And we're just getting started. I, I tweeted this out right after the game. We were about to o- open a window of the greatest era of Nuggets basketball, and I cannot wait. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate all the help. No, thanks for always having me on, and it's it should be exciting. And you know, thanks for all the support. There you go, Tim Conley, Thanks, president of basketball operations for the Denver Nuggets as uh, we take a look back at what the season was and looking forward to the Nuggets offseason. Um, Toughness and IQ, I like that because that's exactly what what I pointed to after that series. T- Toughness, number one. Tough- mm-hmm. You can't have enough. We saw it, man. Toughness in the playoffs.